Welcome to the Clarity Confidence Connection Summit, where women break through barriers, unlock their next level of success, and build bonds with other badass business owners. Your host for this session is Candace McKim. Candace is an international intuitive teacher, intuitive business coach, number one international best-selling author of Yogini's Guide, Intuition is a Choice, and Yogini's Guide to Intuition Oracle Cards. Candace is a TEDx speaker and is the podcast, radio, TV host of the Find Your Hell Yes Show. Candace is recognized as a leading expert on intuition, as well as on women and worth, wealth and wellness, and has shared stages with speakers such as Jack Canfield, Deborah Silverman, and Matt Kahn. Candace is one of the co-creators of the Clarity Confidence Connection Summit and has another amazing guest coming right up. Take it away, Candace. Welcome, welcome, everybody. I am really looking forward to this talk. I think it's going to be really uh, empower, uh, empowering for all of us. We have Lindsay Friesen here, and she's talking on improving workplace culture. So welcome, Lindsay. Thanks for Thank being you. here. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Thank you for having me. I feel like this is an absolute privilege. I'm so excited. Awesome. All right. So Lindsay, Dan Daniel, no, L Daniel or Friesen, do you go by? Daniel's my middle name, so the coaching business is actually Lindsay Daniel, the ambitious coach, but Lindsay Friesen okay. is my actual name. Yeah. Okay, awesome. I just was like, okay. <laughs> uh, Lindsay Daniel, the ambitious coach, is a coach, mentor, and thought partner. Lindsay is someone who believes everyone has a gift to share and potential and gift to sh gifts to share and potential to be pursued. Lindsay is a passionate, driven career woman committed to extending her knowledge and expertise to those who crave more. Sounds amazing. So thanks again for joining us, Lindsay. And yeah, tell us a little bit more. Tell us about your about yourself and how you've been led on this journey to be to talk about improving workplace culture. I think this is an amazing topic. Oh my gosh, it's a topic that I'm honestly so passionate about. So I currently have a corporate role in community and culture. But prior to that, my career was a health and safety professional in the oil and gas industry of a company of 250. So I was responsible for the program for all 250 people. I also, while I worked there, had the opportunity of being part of the senior leadership team incredible it I you know with the CFO and the CEO and the VPs and it really afforded me insight into finance and business development and all of these things there's a, a but there um you know oil and gas is heavily male dominated the group was heavily male dominated and during that time the company was experiencing significant culture issues so we were in the thick of it I um I had a front row seat to culture killers and lack of accountability and disrespect and leaders making decisions based off fear. It was honestly an emotional roller coaster that I sometimes wish I didn't have to ride, but I did ride it. So this is why we're here today. And I was a young leader at the time, kind of like trying to sort through who was I as a person, but how did I want to show up? What was I going to stand for? Who did I want to be as a leader? And I would continually go to these meetings with these very, you know, the top executives in the company. And I would be like, hey, there are some cultural issues. And I would receive immediate resistance, like dismissed. Mm -hmm. And I would go home at night and I would be so disheartened. And I would say to my husband, 
why does doing something that I feel so right and connected to feel so terrible? Like, like I'm almost being punished for doing something that I feel is right. The more that I clung to my moral compass and really put the pressure on them and spoke up and got louder, the more my relationship with that team started disintegrating. Looking back now, I'm like, yeah, it was probably super uncomfortable for them. They probably never experienced such a toxic workplace culture. And acknowledging me meant that they had to crack it open. But man, oh, it was so tough. And, you know, when you're in that environment, it's really hard not to succumb to it. And I did. I'm pretty sure that whole management team when I was in a meeting was like, oh my gosh, Lindsay's here. We're all going to get called out and have to tell the truth. And I didn't want to be that person. But when you're in that environment and everybody is feeling emotionally charged and you're not self-aware, and I did not have the skill sets that I have now, you, yeah, I did go in there and I was like, we don't talk about the culture. Everybody starts, you know, tell the truth. And they're like, ah, so. Yeah, uh, I can imagine it being a lot of people just a lot of like everybody in the board, right? Like, it's like, oh, who let her sit at the table? You know, like who brought her in here and how come she's sitting at the table and how easy it would be yeah, really just to keep things exactly the same way they've always been, right? Like, let's just keep it the way it is. It's always worked for us. It worked for them. Yeah, we <laughs> yeah. revert back to a comfort space. But you know what, the two lenses really propelled me forward. One lens was seeing how the senior executives handled the motion, how they handled cultural issues, actually how they responded to each other. But then the lens that really affected me was when I would go back to my location and sit with the people, the employees, and I seen it on their face. And I seen how they didn't like coming to work and they couldn't get along. And it felt there was no trust that every day was just causing me continual emotional turmoil. So that's kind of how I got here. I was like, it impacted me so much that I was like, hold up, there's got to be another way. Like this cannot be the way people live. Yeah, yeah. And I can just see that as such a taboo. Yeah, like, oh, she's she's shaking yeah. up the water. She's really, um, you know, coming in here to dis- disrupt things, right? Uh-huh. So when you're talking about improving workplace culture, are you talking about this for employers, uh, employees? How tell us about what are your steps into? Yeah. First of all, who who what are you talking about there and what are the steps that people can take? Yeah. So I'm going to share a bit of both lenses there. Okay. Culture is not barbecues and hugs and ping pong tables in the break room. I love those ideas. Okay. People happy. But culture is consistent behaviors and actions that align with values and beliefs in a company. You should walk into a company and spend time and be able to tell their values without them telling you. Mm, Yeah. You know, so, so it's a complex thing, but I do have some three key takeaways that I'm going to share for sure. Um, I, uh, and people wonder what does toxic workplace culture look like? chaos, disruption, a lack of accountability. There's no tough conversations. You don't feel valued. You don't feel appreciated. There's no trust. People do not feel like it is okay to speak up. All of those things contribute. And the best example I could give, because I feel like I hear this all the time, there's somebody in your workplace that is toxic. Say that person's name is Bob. And Bob is not a team player. Bob does not contribute. Bob does whatever he wants. He's disrespectful to people. Well, 
when you go to the leaders and you're like, hey, Bob is doing these things, the leaders go, oh, you know, we we like Bob and that's Bob. That's just how Bob is. So we got to kind of like, bad sign. That is not okay. That is Bob did not come out of the womb being rude and negative. And, and, and that is a sign that there is a breakdown and that a culture, a, a toxic culture is looming underneath. And that's very common that those people exist. And, and then we bring up leaders that are technically strong and they lack those soft skills and that fosters that, that wheel. So yes, absolutely. Mm, yeah. Okay. So what's your first tip? Oh, this one is my favorite. Get the right people in leadership. Mm, okay. In, inherently because they have a role that elicits reach and influence and authority and people automatically look to them because of the title, they are extended a privilege, which they need to understand as a privilege. And if you have a wrong leader on the bus or a right leader, either way, it impacts your business tenfold. You need somebody with that ability to manage, be self-aware enough to manage their own emotional capabilities, but also to manage people. We are all having a human experience in the workplace. We, People are your business. It doesn't matter what product you have. It doesn't, you are dealing with clients and audience, your employees, understanding people. And that is the first point of influence. Yeah, I, I'm just thinking of my daughter she, right now. She's having, um, she complains to me, you know, not often, but every once in a while about like they have different levels of leadership and where she works. So her net, like her, he's, he wouldn't, he is her boss, but he's not like the big boss, but he is the son of the big boss. And she's like, he's just not good at leading. He, he checks out and he doesn't want to deal with these things. And yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Like, yeah. So you're saying get the right person in leadership. Well, he doesn't have the skills. He doesn't have the experience. He's, you know, it's, nepotism is how what got him there it, it is you know high level leaders often think it's profit or it's people it's not profit or it's people if you want high performers in your business high performers want to be accountable to expectations they want a culture they can grow and thrive they want to know that they are leading and following people of integrity you if you are feeding negative Nancys and little Bobs, you are getting more negative Nancys and little Bobs. If you want high performers, you better feed a high performing culture. You have to be what you want. And so it breaks my heart when I see people hate their lives and they give more time to their job than they do their kids or their husband or their wife or their hobbies. I'm like, companies have got to step up and do better. So yes, that is my first one. Get the right leaders on the bus. Yeah. And I can really see that like, cause yeah, like then the, the really, the, the high performers, the leaders, they quit. Absolutely. You know, yeah. They're the ones who quit because yeah, I see that they want to be following the high, the the other high performers. hundred percent. So makes sense. Okay. So number two. Number two is embrace tough conversations that sounds counterintuitive, but hear me out. I like to give an example that I feel people can relate to. When your teenager strolls home at two in the morning and you said be home at 11, do you say it's no big deal? Let me tuck you in. It probably slipped your mind. Or do you say, (laughs) hey, reality check, we need to talk about boundaries and respect and rules. And why do you do that? You do it because you care about them and you want them to be safe. 
and you understand their behaviors have impact on others. That yeah. is identical to the workplace. You have. Yeah, because those yeah, three yeah. hours that they were supposed to be home, if they're supposed to be home at 11 and don't get home until two, you're just worrying the whole time and yes. it doesn't feel good. Right. OK, yeah. sorry. Go on. That's yeah. okay. I love that. And so what, what I think is in the workplace, people shy away from uncomfortable conversations. I call mm -hmm. it carrying accountability done right. It's empowering. You build a relationship. And people, if you have no accountability in your business, it is a free-for-all. You have to be a profitable business. You can have a thriving culture and have tough conversations too. It's a conversation saying, hey, it's not, hey, Susie, you've been on your break long enough. Get back to, the, to work. It is, hey, I care about you. I realize you're not reaching the expectation I asked of you. Can I work with you on how to get there? Because you are a valued member of the team and I want to get you there. So mm. I, I don't want people to think of them as tough. I say it so you understand what I mean, but truly it is caring about your people. It's caring about each other. Yeah. Yeah. I really want to, I, I want to explore this a little bit more. So what are, so you said, when done the right way, so tell us a little bit more, because a lot of times uh, the tough conversations might be confronting somebody and like for my like it and yeah, confronting an employee, but also confronting an employer or, you know, for me as a I collaborate and, you know, like talking, having those tough conversations to people I'm working with and, you yeah. know, hiring. Yeah. So it's so tough. It's uncomfortable. The way that I always say that I approach it is you start off with letting them know the value of the relationship mm. and leading good with tip. integrity. And what integrity means is it's easy to be a good leader and a good person when everyone's high-fiving you and it's good. It's mm -hmm. really hard to go to your values and be a good leader and a good employee when it's hard and you know that person might not like you but the reason why workplace culture starts to tank is because people start doing what's right for the fulfilling their own needs and not the collective good if it's right for your business you have to just say it in the most caring empathetic way that you can that is professional because at the end of the day that person can't hold you hostage because they're going to react a certain way you are not responsible for how that person reacts you are responsible for having values on the wall that you uphold and mm -hmm. being a leader that walks them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I feel like honesty, like coming through. Yeah. Like you're yeah. saying, like how much you value them and also the whole honesty part, like this, you know, this part isn't working with me or for me, or, you know, this is where I'm at in my plate, like where I'm at right now. And yeah, that I love that. Absolutely. Okay. okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think that's just, this is, I think that one of the toughest things is, is having these tough conversations. And especially I feel now too, like, you know, you're talking about your own experience, right. Of being one of the only women with all of these men and, mm -hmm. you know, getting the seat at the table. Right. And then how do you present yourself without getting shut down and put, you know, back, yeah. if you will, back in your place. Right. So, 
Yeah, I, I wasn't going to share this at the talk, but I will because I think it's relevant and it might help somebody. I was really struggling and I became part of the toxic problem. And one of my peers sat me down and had a very tough conversation with me and it was brutal. And they were like, hey, people think you're aggressive. Like people are really struggling. And at first I was like, what? No way. Bah. But it was one of the best moments of my entire career because you know what? I went home and I tore myself apart in the best way possible to do the work. And you know mm. what? Admit, he's right. I'm not perfect. I'm succumbing to this environment. This is not who I am. I need to do a check. If he didn't have the courage to have the tough conversation, I probably wouldn't be in this position today. And I just think like those tough conversations are the most powerful because you right. are giving someone a perspective they do not have. And yeah. when someone has the courage, you have to respect them, even if you don't like what they're saying. Personal development is not easy. This is not back massages and bubble baths. This is what is the internal stuff that I truly need to work out because it affects me negatively and others. So I have had significant feedback in my career that has definitely made me pivot. Yeah. And I can see that, that, you know, that part of your personality has gotten you is helped make changes in companies, right? Yeah. It helps to make changes in the companies yet. It can be somewhat, maybe, you know, whatever language he used intimidating or whatever to the, the people. So there is that, you know, you're walking that fine line. You need to be passionate and yeah. have that strength when dealing with the corporations and, you know, big yeah. business yet at the same time you need to have that compassion and that ability to to not be too you know to be approachable for everybody oh 100 and it is a fine line and I would say in my career that's been my biggest thing that I work on how do I be so passionate and stand for something but also make people feel like I'm open-minded and I'm 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 bold <laughs> but you can still come here and I want to open the door for conversation 100 percent yeah yeah love that all right number three connect and communicate oh my goodness if you think you're communicating lots communicate some more what okay. I have seen in my experiences, and we all do this as human beings, what happens when there's a gap in communication we're not sure? We make up the narrative ourselves. And what lives in our head? Self-doubt, like all these bad things. So an example, the leaders say they're going to make a big announcement. They don't make it. They keep waiting. One of the employees is like, oh, my gosh, you know, to come to think that that manager never talked to me at coffee. And they haven't announced this thing. Maybe we're getting fired. And then they tell, and then everyone's like, oh my God, maybe we're all going to get fired. That's how rumors are started. <laughs> Take control of the narrative. And you know what? The first thing that I notice is even if the, you know, the information will not be received well, people will know you that you will say it and they don't have to walk away and read between the lines or wonder what it was that builds that brand of integrity for that leader in that company. And people start to know, I don't have to build this narrative because I can just get the information. The minute there's a scarcity of information, people need to build something in their head that either justifies or like, and that is how toxic workplaces, that gossip train gets going. So I just think over communicate, share, it, it enhances psychological safety and that sense of security and belonging. I feel safe. Mm -hmm. I know that I'm valued enough 
that someone will come to me and will share information if I need to know it. Yeah, yeah. Clear is kind, right? Clear is oh, kind. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, I want, I remember, I think it was like my third, I think it was like one of a second or th- I think it was my third retreat that I did. And I went in there with that motto, clear as kind, clear as kind, because there would be, yeah, like I, I thought people knew maybe, and then yeah. they don't. And, you know, so connect and communicate. So yeah. speaking is both is two of two of your three points, right? Absolutely. And you know what I think yeah. about the green cup exercise? If I tell everybody right now that's watching, think of a green cup in your head. Everybody is thinking about a different green cup. I'm thinking about a green solo cup. This person's thinking about a green glass cup. And But we don't think about that. So people think, oh, that person knows. Mm. I promise you what you think they know, they probably don't. So give it to them the clearest, most concise way. Otherwise, you're going to show up somewhere and everybody's in the same canoe with a different paddle and some people don't even have paddles. And I have this great big, huge red cup sitting right beside me. So I immediately went, I just switched it to red, green, right? (laughs) We are human beings with our own experience and perceptions and personalities. And workplace culture is about not you fitting in that's not what that is about it is about you showing up authentically and having belonging in who you are and that the leaders know how to enhance those gifts in you so you can love your workplace be productive creative pull your talents out maybe you're in the wrong area like all of those things and when you are in a toxic workplace it is so destructive to other areas of your life yeah yeah. Okay, Lindsay, I want you to share your your gift that you're sharing with everybody. Yes, I want to share how to enhance your employee's experience. So if you're a leader, take it as it is. If you're not, though, I want you to read it and reflect on your current workplace. Okay. Do you, do you feel those things? I think it's a great file. I'm open to feedback, so definitely let me know. Okay, so your free gift is how to enhance your employees experience and the link is in the chat. So if you're watching now go and grab that free gift. And so is it so is it a tell us about what it is when they what will they get. Yeah, so it walks you through an employee experience and what most employees need, what needs they need to be filled to align with the purpose of their company or to feel like they're offering more. And at the end, it actually has an exercise that walks you through an interaction with somebody to figure that out. Like, how do they feel purposeful at work? So is it a handout? Is it a PDF? Is it a... It's a PDF, like five or six page guide. So it gives you all the information and then tells you at the end how to do the exercise, which... Okay. So it's relationship building too, like interactive. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. So make sure you get this free gift, how to enhance your employees experience. Okay. So coming up next, we have Brooke Takos and her talk is Magnetic, Magnetic Mindset. Harnessing the power of the subconscious mind. Ooh, that sounds really good. Um, Last words of wisdom to share with everybody, Lindsay. And you've got a few minutes. Well, a minute anyway. Okay. So no rush. Yeah. My message is it doesn't matter who you are in a company, if you're an entrepreneur or whatever, do not underestimate the influence you have in your organization with your audience, with your team members, with other leaders the way your personal brand is and you don't need a business to have a personal brand the way you show up influences others 
whether you think you're communicating or not, you are. So start showing up as if you're a leader with that big title, because that's what people need to start doing to contribute to that work environment. Yeah, like like that's what we're doing in our like I do that in my business. And then uh, Samantha and Ranchelle and I are doing that as collaborating is, yeah, like we're all CEOs, like let's show up as the CEOs that we are. Right. Yeah. So is that what you're kind of saying? Is that? Oh my gosh, yes. Show up as your best self because not only do you attract other like-minded people, people want to work with you. Like mm. it's, it's it's beneficial for everybody. I love it. Love it. Thank you so yeah. much, Lindsay. That was oh amazing. Oh my gosh, you're so welcome. Thank you for joining us for another amazing session on the Clarity Confidence Connection Summit, where women break through barriers, unlock their next level of success, and build bonds with other badass business owners. For recordings of all sessions, plus an amazing VIP gift bundle full of courses and resources from our knowledgeable speakers, you can upgrade to a VIP ticket for only $97. If you have any questions or run into any challenges during the summit, email our support team at breakthrough at clarityconfidenceconnection.com. Stay tuned. We have another fantastic speaker coming right up.